Well, it's really about the community, uh, and, and so uh, I will connect to schools to that process also, uh, but right now I'm just building a fundraiser, uh, and then we'll be able to branch uh, out and really touch more in the community, uh, but just slowly go, uh, and, and then at that point sponsorship. Welcome to the Tatiana Show, and I'm so excited because I have community leader, activist, principal, husband, man of God, and so many other things. Thank you, man. Here thank today you. on the Tatiana Show, Mr. Robert Bell. Oh, thank you for having me. I really appreciate this. Uh, thank you for the time. Well, thank you for the work you're doing, and if, for me not seeing the Tatiana Show and seeing your platform, oh, I really no. appreciate. I really appreciate you taking the time to. Well, honestly, Give us a voice. well, I'm happy to be here because I feel like people that do what you do definitely need a platform to speak on so more people could, you know, be uh, introduced to what you're doing because okay. they may be interested. Gotcha. So now we're here and let's, let's get a little bit about a little bit about why we got on the, well, why you have on the We Care shirt. Uh, well, hashtag We Care is just one of the pillars for the Honor Foundation. Uh, the Honor Foundation stands for helping our neighbors with our resources. Uh, and so this foundation is a community-based foundation, and it has three pillars. Uh, the environment, hashtag we care, which is a litter-free initiative for uh, individuals who live in New Orleans East who want to make a difference. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we have an education arm, and then we have a health mental health arm. And so the goal is to really be honest with you, to support the community, individuals, and the community in being self-sustaining. Uh -huh. uh, and so those three areas are those areas that we need support in to be self-sustaining. Uh, if we don't care about our environment, uh, if we're not educated and we're not thinking about our health and or our mental health, then we can't be a sustained uh, community. Yeah, so how did you guys wind up coming up with the We Care and the doing, like how did it come about? Uh, well, I had a lot of energy to do something. You know, uh -huh. you always hear that someone else should. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and so I just uh, really wanted to be one of those who began to do the work. Yes. Uh, because it's more about the work and less about the conversations about the work. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I have a, a neighbor named Elliot, uh, and on the corner from our house, he began cutting a little lot and cleaning some of the litter from the lot. Uh, and that's when the idea came to expand that. Uh, and so I got the thought from him, and then we began to build all of these pieces in. Uh, we've been working since uh, January of 19 on an MLK's Day of Service. Uh, and so January 20 would be one year that we have been dedicated and committed uh, to cleaning the streets of New Orleans. Congratulations! Thank you, ma'am. I Congratulations. appreciate that. I appreciate so how has it been since it's been almost a year? How's that uh, it, it, it's been great. We've had more and more community people come out to work. Mm -hmm. uh, we've had representatives from, from uh, the council person's office. We have regular neighbors who come out that has no affiliation to any other group uh, who just care about their community and want to be a part of something. Uh, and so we just want to provide that venue for people to want to do something. Uh, and, and so it's been well worth our time, well worth our energy. We come out on the second and fourth Saturday of each month uh, for two hours. Uh, and so to give four hours a month to our community uh, is not bad. Uh, it's a sacrifice. We take so much from the community. Uh, so we just decided to give to the community. And so we're just giving some time on a Saturday uh, to do some cleaning of those major corridors. Uh, and then we have individuals who see us on next door. Uh, which is an, a community app. Okay. Uh, we're on Instagram, Robert Fordell, uh, and we're on Twitter with the same uh, handle feed. And so we just continue to put the message out. And so we'll post the location and then I'll post the result of our work so people know that we're dedicated and committed. If someone to don't know you, how can they sign up? How can they join? If they don't know, like you or anyone else? Okay, so you could uh, email me. It's Robert, the number four bell at yahoo.com. Okay. That's an email address for me. You can catch me at Next Door, which is a neighborhood app for Robert for Bell. Uh, on Instagram, Robert for Bell. On Twitter, 
also Robert Fabel <laughs> okay, on, on LinkedIn. Also, uh, uh, Robert Bell. Uh, and so I'm trying to just put us out there so people can know where to find us. We're on the second and fourth Saturday of each month. Uh, and so just make sure you remember those dates, uh, those times of the month that we're out. Uh, and then I put the message out on where we're going to go because uh, each week the location changes because of the need. Okay, yes, yes. So aside from picking up all this litter uh -huh. from the crazy New Orleans, uh -huh. you also are principal. Tell me, yes, what is that life like, juggling both? Uh, well, actually, it, it, it's all the same if you, if you look at it from that standpoint because I'm still taking care of community. Yes. I'm just doing it uh, through the education portal, if you will. Uh, but I, I've done that for now 20 years, pretty much, a little more than 20 years. And I've always wanted to uh, impact the lives of more students. And so I started off as a paraeducator, an assistant in special education, uh, to a classroom teacher, and now I'm a principal. And so uh, I have the opportunity to just to impact the lives of those who are going to be able to take uh, roles in our community years from now. And so I just want to set the foundation for them to help them understand that not only can they help themselves in education, but they could also help their community. Uh, and we need a model for that. And so yeah. I chose to be that model. Uh, I'm just a vessel to be used mm -hmm. uh, by God, as, as, as uh, I would say, because at the end of the day, that's what we're all here to be used yeah. and for a purpose. Uh, and so education is just another way uh, for me to be able to shed the light on the needs of uh, our community, especially the black community. Uh, when you look at the landscape of New Orleans, and that, that's a whole totally different conversation. That is. And I could talk hours is. for that. I mean, that, that, <laughs> that's what I've done. We could talk pre and post on uh, education in New Orleans because uh -huh. then, uh, it's the same, but it's different, if, if you will, as it relates to how students are performing. Okay. Uh, and, and so we could actually sit down at some point in time to really focus just on an education yeah. conversation. But I appreciate it. So tell me this, did you always want it to be in education growing up or it kind of just happened in your life? Uh, you know, sometimes in life, you know, I'm 46 now, right? And so I see things differently. Uh, but I think it chose me more than me choosing it. Uh, uh, because of uh, my heart to do it and I've always worked on the elementary level which is the foundation yeah. uh, and, and so um, uh, I'm close to my doctorate I'm, I'm, I'm uh, a paper away from ha having my doctorate thank you ma'am uh, and, and so at the end of it all it's just for me to sharpen my skill set uh, to be able to support my community uh, mm -hmm. because our community needs it yeah. uh, and at the end of the day uh, being a, an educator uh, when we see the uh, conditions that our schools are in, our families are in, our communities yeah. are in, uh, I think we could do a better job in educating uh, our families. And so that's what it's really about for me. So what school did you start it out when they uh, first called on you? Actually, uh, I was at uh, Rosenwald, which is in the cutoff in Algiers. Oh, uh, wow. And I worked there for you some years. Them. And then I worked at Aretha Castle Hill, which is on Franklin and uh, Claiborne and Robertson, uh, right before the storm. And then the storm hit, I was at Lafayette Academy, okay. which is uptown for seven years as an assistant principal. Uh, and now I'm at uh, Lake Forest Charter School uh, as the principal. I've been there for almost seven years, assistant for four, and now I'm on my third year as principal. How are you um, enjoying Lake Forest? Oh, I love Lake Forest. Uh, at the end of the day, we set expectations and our students and our families live up to those expectations. We are the highest performing uh, K-8 uh, school in the city of New Orleans and in the state of Louisiana. And so uh, I I'm proud to work for that organization uh, and to continue to see this organization grow and perform the way we do. Uh, and hopefully we'll be able to uh, impact and affect the lives of other students in other schools at some point in time. What is some advice you probably could give uh, other educators who want to like, you know, 
how, how feed we thoughts of the of the children actually learning and improving. Well, I, I think it's really about it starts with the leadership. Okay. I think we put too much on teachers, uh, and we blame teachers a lot. Uh, it's like in psychology, it's the kick the dog syndrome, mm -hmm. right? You had a bad day at work, and then you go home and you kick your dog, right? Which is just safe. Uh, person and so teachers are used in that standpoint in my opinion but it all starts with leadership and it all starts again with parents uh, at the end of the day and so it begins with leadership and I think them having the opportunity or the understanding or the know-how to be able to put these processes in place yeah. uh, put protocols in place because it's not really just about ABCs and one two threes mm -hmm. it's about the environment being conducive to learning it's about having those partnerships with parents and other community uh, entities that are willing to put the time and the work in Okay, I'm pretty sure there's going to be some parents watching this. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give them to help them to start helping their child mm -hmm. become better? Well, what I say, I think people have looked at schools for too many years as a us against them. Okay. Uh, we have to be one. In, in that old May song, right, we are one. And we have to understand, if you think about a triangle and each angle, it's an angle for the school, an angle for the community, it's an angle for the family. And if those lines are aligned at those angles, then our babies are in the middle and they're mm -hmm. not able to escape out. But if those three angles are not tight, then our kids have a loophole to fall through. Mm -hmm. And so it's really about building relationships and partnerships and having those tough conversations or those necessary conversations and holding each other accountable. And it's not really about uh, whose fault it is, but it's really about how can the three entities work together to make sure that our babies are performing at the level that they need to perform mm -hmm. in order to have a self-sustaining community. Mm -hmm. Okay, I understand that. So. But mostly it's like the child, that, that the parents need to set expectations for their child. Yeah, they, they, they need to support the school. They need to have regular routines for their babies. They need to support their babies when it comes to homework, uh, when it comes to studying. Uh, when the, the school calls you, you need to be there to support. Uh, and I think too often that we find excuses not to, but we need to find reasons to support what's going on. Uh, and I understand that years ago it may not have been necessary for these three entities to work together, but mm -hmm. now it is. And I think we all have to step up to the table because our babies need us. Yes, yes, yes. So out of all those grade levels, what's your favorite grade level that you like? Like, like what grade level you feel like that's for the children? Uh, I, to be honest, I don't have one because at each developmental level, uh, there's some joys in working with all of them, mm -hmm. uh, and they're all precious, and so I don't necessarily have a favorite, uh, but being an educator, I understand the psychology and the development behind each one of those levels, and so I have to provide that level of support during those developmental stages to make sure that students uh, or teachers and the faculty uh, support kids in the developmental level mm -hmm. to support them in the academic needs that they have. After now being a principal and once being an educator, would you ever go back to education or would you, or do you prefer being a principal? Uh, well, I, I think it's all, it's, it's all the same work, just yeah. a different role. Uh, and so my, my responsibility and my dream is to continue to move forward so I could have an impact on a greater number of children because that's what it's about. I want to be so able to impact. So what's after a principal? Uh, after a principal where you can go to a traditional district where you're a superintendent. Or okay. uh, in this, uh, the environment that we're in now, to be a CEO of an organization that has multiple schools okay. to be able to impact. And so there are multiple ways that I can do it. Uh, but right now I'm focused on the principalship uh, and continuing to build that foundation and my skill set to be able to be moved to the next level. And so when that comes, I'll be prepared to move the way I need to. Okay. Now, aside from all of that, okay. what do Barbara enjoy doing? Like, how do you keep yourself afloat juggling all these different jobs and people and 
Well, uh, uh, it's just the work ethic. I, I, I've worked since I was in middle school. I, I come from a single parent home. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and so I am these students that we talk about. I am the community, whatever adjective people want to use with them, at risk, at promise, whatever you want to use. Yeah. I am that kid, free and reduced lunch, the public bus. So I, I've been there, done that. Uh, and so I just would like to uh, continue to see us grow in a positive direction. Okay. Uh, it, it's not necessary in, in aligning all of those entities that I talked about. Uh, mm -hmm. Because if we don't have full alignment, then we do not have mm -hmm. that direction and that goal uh, to shoot for. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and so for me, it's just really about putting the work in, the effort, being an example of what we talk about. I want to be that example of doing. Yes. Uh, I want us to do more and talk less. Okay. Now you said some amazing words. You said you were the at-risk person. And now it's a lot of kids that feel like they are that. How did you overcome that? How did you overcome that? Uh, I don't know if you that? ever overcome, you grow. Okay. Uh, and as you grow in age, uh, we are responsible for the decisions that we make. And the decisions yeah. that we make come with consequences, yes. whether it's positive or negative. And so I would like for young people to be more conscious in the moment about the decisions that they're making. Because the decisions that they make will determine where they're going to be tomorrow. Uh, and, and so if they're conscious in a moment about the decisions and the dreams that they have, you're able to reach your dreams. And if you're conscious about that, then every decision you make will support you in reaching your goal and your dream. We're not responsible for how we come into this world, yeah. who we're connected to, mm -hmm. what our circumstances are. But when you become of age, it is your responsibility and now you have to be the one to make the choices. And issues are hard to get in, are easy to get in, but they're hard to get out of. Yes. And so if we make good decisions today, our lives will be better tomorrow. So what advice can you give like that young kid that you know, he, he kind of has hope, or she has hope, but everything around him is just pulling them into mm -hmm. just being bad. Like, mm -hmm. how can they fight against that? Uh, they what have, advice can you they, give? They have to work hard. That, that's the first thing. Never give up. Okay. That's the second thing. And when it's the hardest, that's when the breakthrough happens. And so they just have to hunker down and do the work, work hard, love, and give. Because what you put out there to the community, what you put out there to society, what you put into the atmosphere will come back to you. And so give more. But hang in there and find those adults who you can attach yourselves to that you believe can support you in a positive way to make good decisions uh, and to support you in your dreams. Because we all had people to support us at one point in time. Yeah. Uh, and so you can't do this alone. And so I will be a fool to think that I did it all by myself. No, I had Sunday school teachers, I had some family members, I've had some friends, families who have personally invested in Rob Bell to make sure that I could be the best that I could possibly be. And now they see the fruit of the labor that what they did for me was not in vain. Uh, and so they're proud of what I've done because I'm happy that they did it for me so I could pass it along to somebody else. Okay, okay. Now before we head out, is there mm -hmm. anything that I may have missed? that you want to tell the people okay. that they would never guess or know about you by just looking at you? Uh, just by looking at me? Uh, I'm a New Orleans boy. Uh, <laughs> uh, grew, up in know a, that. grew up in the Seven Wall, New Orleans East. Uh, I'm a public school boy, and so <laughs> it's no different. Uh, I do second lines every now and then because I love New Orleans. I love New Orleans' culture. Uh, and sometimes because of what I do, people look at me strange, right? Uh, but but I, love, I love the city. I'm a glutton for it. Uh, we came back after the storm to rebuild our home uh, because New Orleans needed New Orleanians uh, uh, to support yeah. it in getting back on track and moving in the direction that it's moving in now. And so not only do I have hope, but I do know that if we work together as a collective, then we're going to get to where we want to get. But we have to do it ourselves. 
and we can't wait on anyone else to help us or Amen. the government to help us. We have to pull up our bootstraps, put the gloves on, and get to work. Amen. Like you doing right here. Yes, ma'am. With the we care. <laughs> you out here with your tennis shoes on, yes, with your sweating on, with, with your sweating <laughs> on your shirt. I'm, I'm it, with it, it. It's just work. It's, yeah. it's just work. And I sweat Monday through Friday just in a different <laughs> set of garbs, right? But uh, it's, it's just work. Uh, mm -hmm. And I love what I do because I give, you reap what you sow, right? Yes. And so I give it out and then it comes back to me. And so I'm okay by that. Amen. I'm but okay thank you that. so much, Mr. Bell, I thank you, Tatiana, for, for oh, uh, being willing uh, to do this and, and putting us out there to show the community that you know, too often we see the, the, the messages in the media uh, yeah. about what black individuals are not doing. Mm -hmm. And they put those messages out. Uh, but there are a whole bunch of us and more than who are negatively impacting our community who are doing powerful and impactful things. And so I thank you for using your platform to put us out there. Of course, of course. Thank you, thank you. Thank you guys so much for watching. And if you want to join the We Care movement, you know where you can find him at Robert for Bell on all platforms. <laughs> Except LinkedIn, it is Robert Bell. But thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you for being thank here. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you all. And we're out.